0: Get a gun. Hello
2: and welcome to Slamfire Radio. This is episode three hundred and twenty three for September twenty seventh,
0: twenty nineteen. I am one of your hosts, Adriel. I am the other one, or one of the other ones, Trevor.
1: And I'm the one of the one of the other ones, Kelly. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you for... <laughs> You screwed it up first. I just did I the did. same way as you
0: You just could have been classy, right? You just could have you just could have played hey. it, but you you went down with me, I crashed, you crashed. Thanks for. That's what we thanks.
1: do. I yeah, stay with thanks,
0: you. Right. Thanks for okay, having me. I appreciate. It. It. I prefer when Kelly's not classy. She goes down into the trenches with us.
2: <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> me too. Yeah. She could have thrown me under the bus there, but she, you know, she made it sound like it was rehearsed. Even it's pretty good. I appreciate, Kelp.
1: Oh, you're welcome. Hi, Brian. <laughs> Brian's with us too.
2: Uh, Adriel Farting around again. Yeah.
1: Brian Ritz. Yeah. Brian Ritz. <laughs> Winnipeg. Shout out oh, like
0: Winnipeg. The, the there he is. Hi, Brian. Hi, Brian. Adrian farting around again. Mm-hmm. Can you smell it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you smell it, right. you dealt it. Uh, what we did in guns no. this week is
2: brought to you by the, no. the Calgary Shooting Center. No, no? No? Canada's premier firearms retailer? I like yes. what the
1: rock says better.
2: They've got a uh, Beretta Day online sale going on right now. Is that?
1: Oh, do they?
0: Oh, no. That's last week, well, isn't it? I mean, it would be
2: I cool if we had a, s- a
0: sponsored shooter who like
2: <sighs> who would know and, and be able so to keep us up to
1: date. That would
2: be cool. Yeah. Sorry, uh, yeah. that that page is 4 ing which uh, that's internet speak for it. it's no longer on sale anymore. Uh,
0: it's done. Yeah, they don't they don't have Should that anymore. No. Listen, listen. I took care of the amount of likes. I took care of the show host rotation. I searched for an orphanage again to see <laughs> if we have, you know, could beat one. Yeah. We're up but the lowest, like, saddest orphanage I can find still has 3,000 likes. Oh, so my God.
1: You need to go overseas. Like, you need to go, like, to Chechnya or someplace like that. Mm. Do they even have um, orphans? They're called, they're called work camps. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's no way.
0: There's no way we're going to get beat by a work camp. There's just no way. Oh, my way. God, I'm horrible. Oh. So, yeah. listen. This week at the Calgary Shooting Center... You can get uh, the Beretta 1301 collection. They've got new shotguns added, and uh, these things are done up for 3-gun. I mean, if you're still the type of guy that shoots 3-gun without a box-fed magazine, then this is the gun for you. Comp Pro 21-inch 12-gauge. It's only $1,900. bucks. Bull- so it's not a scary black gun. They also come in 24-inch if you uh, really like to reach out and touch someone with the barrel it's got a magazine extension on there it's already ported for the you know the loading gate and stuff it's got adjustable comb adjustable length of pull beretta quality and they have other ones as well so they're still pumping the berettas hard at the calgary shooting center so so are we berettas are cool
2: especially those 1301s i like those yeah yeah they're nice yeah all right. Well, why don't we move on to what we did in guns? Trevor, do you want to take us uh,
0: away? Yeah, let's do that. And uh, I would like to talk to you all about um, the Watchtower. No, um, I'm holding here in my hands. <laughs> well, it's a – Kelly, it's – no, I, do they talk about Jesus? They probably do. They're, the No, they talk about the Jehovah guy. Anyway, listen, stop leading me down rabbit trails, Kelly. Look at it, Kelly. It's a pamphlet. <laughs> I'm here to talk to you about everything but ARs 2019. So, um, yeah, I finally got out and shot a uh, a very physical match. The day before, actually, started off, I went to uh, Filthy's range. I call it his range because he is the president there after all. So that's in Sunbury. So Filthy, Mike, Ben, uh, my godson Marcel, we went out to practice for uh, the EBR match. And check this out. I'm a delicate little flower. Look at that. See that scar on my arm? You know (gasps) what did that? That was just a 22 long rifle round that, like it, it kissed me on the way by. I basically rested my arm on it just long enough to know, oh, oh, that's hot, and that was it. Like it just burned into my flesh.
1: Do you need somebody uh, to come and kiss it?
0: I do, because <laughs> very. Look at it. I mean, uh,
1: it's like you know, that's gonna leave a permanent mark.
0: It is. I, I'm yeah. calling it. I'm calling it the Pospolita because it was Mike's gun that did that to me. So nice. I refer to that scar as the Pospolita, Yeah. So anyway, um, and then the next day, we all rolled into the um, into the Springfield match to take their medals and their women. And uh, I think, I don't know if Gallon started that or if I started that. But anyway, now it's it's Gallon and I's thing. We're going to take your medals and your women when we roll it to town. So the match, um, I've divided this up. I, want, I don't want to spend a lot of time on it, but I do want to give it attention because it's something that, you know, I've always been critical of these types of matches you know and it's not that I believe ipsic is the end-all and be-all but we know how I feel about physical activity let's face it I'm not <laughs> a fan so um, especially matches where you know I've been critical of saying it's running for the sake of running is this a running match or is this a shooting match I always want it to be able the shooting with the other things secondary and as soon as those things take more precedent, or require more effort than the shooting. I get a little, yeah, yeah. You know I mean? yeah you so
1: remember when we spent forty minutes talking about eighty meters?
0: Yeah. Now let's spend <laughs> fifty-five minutes talking about four hundred meters, Kelly. <sighs> Seven hundred and forty meters in total. If hey, you will.
1: Trevor, come yeah, on Kelly. over to the dark side of running.
2: No Did, way. did you bring your uh, uh, your pedometer? Did you Did you have a yeah. step meter
0: out there? Jeez, did you have a Fitbit? I brought my. I don't have any of that garbage. <laughs> Like, no. I'm bad enough I have a cell phone I can't put down. Uh, Anyway, so here are the facts. I got this this, um, review of the match, if you will, broken down into the facts, the good, the bad. Oh, Jesus. And the ugly. (laughs) That's right. So um, this was the most physical match I've ever done. It was trooper style, which meant we had to carry all of our gear. So uh, I had a backpack. So everything I needed for the day had to be in the backpack. My food. Um, Luckily, I didn't have to carry water. They had water available at uh, all the ranges. Um, That's nice. And my ammunition, my magazines, whatever I was supposed to need for the day, I had to carry in a backpack. And we were supposed to keep that backpack on our backs at all times. You'd take your backpack off to load your magazines, and then you'd go to patch targets and forgot to put your backpack back on. That was an honest mistake that was happening often. Um, so people weren't always keeping their backpack on like they were supposed to. Filthy Filthy was like, there's water on the range, there's a barbecue, all I need on my person for the whole day is ammo, and I'm wearing 5.11s. I'm good. So he I, he went out without a backpack. In the end, I don't know if he had to put one on or not, because I, he mentioned in our Facebook chat that he, he caught some hell for not wearing his backpack when he was supposed to, so anyway, hmm. I don't know if he did, in the end, he did switch to a backpack. Um, I got a blue cart. That I it. Yeah, I usually put all my stuff in it for a Nipsey match rather than dragging around a range bag. You know, my eyes, my ears, my patch gun, all that stuff is in there. Even um, an extra hundred rounds of ammo. I carry my ammo bag, and this blue cart. And this blue cart also has a bench seat on it, so I'm always good wherever I go. I can sit my butt down. I wasn't allowed to use that.
2: Mm. We use it, uh, those know, in I, three gun too, gun yeah.
0: carts. In well, three gun, I cool. yeah, three gun. I use a folding bench and my redneck stroller, like I'll be using tomorrow. So. Mm-hmm. So anyway, he was pretty serious about that. Um, The match was not freestyle. So that's just a fact. It was not that kind of match. You were not free to shoot where you wanted to shoot from. You were not free to reload on the move. You were not free to shoot as many rounds as you want. Most of the stages were Virginia count. So for the um, uninitiated, Virginia count means fixed number of rounds. So you're only allowed to shoot these many rounds. That's it maximum 5 rounds of this, maximum 5 rounds of that, or 10 rounds pistol, um, 10 rounds rifle, so if you're given let's say 5 rounds rifle, max and 5 rifle targets you know, you can, you gotta decide, are you gonna take a mic or are you gonna take a procedural or possibly take both uh, a mic or a failure to engage so let's you can't say, can't use like a bayonet or like a,
2: a, a folding knife no. like you run it around, get it. just get in there and, and jab out, jab
0: away So you got five steel targets, and you use five rounds to shoot the first three. Now you're going to get a failure to engage the last two, and mics on the last two. So you really... It put the emphasis on accuracy, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. So two of the stages had target arrays for rifle that were unlimited. Um, And I'm glad, because one of them took... I needed a makeup shot, so that was okay. And then the other one, I went five for five. So anyway, also, fact... Always unloaded starts. You started always with your pistol in your holster, as far mm-hmm. as I recall, and it was unloaded on the start signal. You drew the you drew the the gun, and you loaded it. Now this is fine for me. I love that start because I'm good at it, and I do a lot of unloaded starts in IPSC matches. So my hands move simultaneously to the gun, the mag, load it, and go. Mm-hmm. Um, rifles were were tabled and uh, or on a rack, whatever. Always unloaded and when you got into position, you were to load your gun, not loading on the way, right? Which So this was took a lot of effort and mental ability to remember to, I was not a nimsic match. I had to do things differently and I had to constantly remind myself of that and I did get nailed for it once. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, so here's another fact. I could run with a loaded handgun from one demarcated shooting area to the other but I couldn't unload it or reload it until I got to the next demarcated area. Hey, Trevor is uh, yeah. was Black Badge required to shoot this? No, and that's why a lot of uh,
2: these. Things were in place. That's that's why. So like they're running like a safer like yes. rule set
0: because they yes. they don't have any minimum qualifications. Yes, and to be clear, right now I'm not being critical of any of this. I'm just stating how it was set up, mm-hmm. right? And that is why this match was open to people who had never shot a black badge or passed a black badge, right? Mm -hmm. So that's why he wanted you to do everything stationary. You loaded your gun stationary. Yeah, you could move with it watching muzzle, watching uh, trigger finger, but you weren't allowed to unload it or reload it until you were stationary again. And that was, again, that was just his requirement because it was open to non-black badge people. So um, yeah, okay, so penalties. Here's Here's how the penalties... Um, went down and this is kind of funny I was asking him questions before the match as I often do because I'm a slow learner and I read something and I don't get it so then I asked the match director what it means and uh, this is how I won the uh, pain in the ass award one year in Hampton because of all the questions I was asking about the stages before I got there anyway uh, I like to be clear on stuff so a failure to engage was a 20 second penalty if you hit a no shoot target it was a 20 second penalty and a procedural was a 40 second penalty Woo But yeah, vicious, right? What about mics? So I sent him an email and said, okay, are you you, um, applying a failure to engage and a failure to neutralize as the same thing? Because you're familiar with both those terms. Anyone who shoots USPSA or IDPA or some forms of three gun rule sets, you know, you've got a failure to engage, which means you didn't even launch a round in the direction of that target, and then you have failure to neutralize, which means you didn't put at least one round yeah. on the target. Right. Or in some cases, it's one, at least one round in the scoring zone or two hits anywhere else. So two two Charlies would be a, would be neutralized. One Alpha would be neutralized. So he mm-hmm. didn't have a, a failure to neutralize in there. So the 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 sc- uh, match briefing first thing in the morning uh, started almost immediately with, and uh, thanks to Trevor for a lot, I was like, oh man, like I just, I'm not even done my first cup of coffee. I'm under the bus. He's like, no, no, no. I got to thank you for pointing that out. You know, we need to include a failure to neutralize. I was like, still, man, just, God. I don't want people to know I'm here or who I am or don't bring my name out. Anyway, <laughs> don't worry. I Too late. my presence known soon enough. My mouth mm-hmm. will start flapping and of course mm-hmm. it did. Yeah. Did they have uh, yeah. so Everybody you mentioned uh, a couple of things there. One yeah, of okay. Them, everyone. everyone.
1: Well, in New Brunswick anyways, right? No,
0: there's uh, trust me, there's a lot more people that don't know who I am than know who I am. Mm. Well, I mean, they're probably, they're probably like related so, to you or something. Um,
2: but did, did they have a uh,
0: shooting challenges were good. Okay. They, they um, the pistol targets were, were a bit close for an IPSC guy, but the rifle targets and distance were varied. Also, the match was very well attended. They had lots of ROs and lots of staff. Um, they were, The match director was very prepared. I showed you this match booklet, right? Like, this match booklet, Filthy, of course, printed it and made it all fancy and stuff and put the coil on there because that's what he does. But the uh, the match booklet's very professional, very well laid out and was sent out to everybody well in advance. Squatting was sent out to everybody well in advance. So the admin side of things for this being his first kind of match at this, maybe his first match ever, I don't know, but certainly his first match of this nature. Well,
1: it is his first match. He's just, uh, he's watching the uh, live feed. So he says that it's his first match. He's oh,
0: terrific. He's watching that. Will, yeah. I ain't holding nothing back, Joel.
1: <laughs> you created this.
0: Now deal with the outcome. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah so there's lots of communication prior to the match the squatting went out he took squad requests and stuff like so and I know what that part of the business is like so uh, that's hats off
1: horrible to
0: him. it is yeah it is so we had a good match briefing you know uh-huh. before, before we started to clarify a few things um, not everybody got the message but that that's just the nature of what was going on here. There was a lot of people there that were completely new to this style. And so not everybody understood or applied things the way I think the match director intended. It is what it is. Um, you know, ultimately though, there's very few growing pains from this match. Like, you know, he's talking about ways to improve it for next time. Uh, there's not a whole lot of work that needs to be done, right. To iron out that's the good. bugs. So there are some, but uh, you know, not a whole bunch. So, um, Okay. What else? Oh, the um, the overall atmosphere was excellent. There was a Toyota Tacoma parked in the yard with a conservative sign right in the back of it in the parking lot. There, that was that was awesome to see that guy driving his truck around with that. Um, no okay. one, no one in the match besides myself was taking things too seriously. A lot of <laughs> a lot of the guys showed up to play. As always, I show up to win. Yeah, and I did. I did. I wanted to win this thing. Let's. It was the first ever, right? Yeah. I got yeah, the coolest yeah. kick-ass trophy you've ever seen with a. Soul oh, I want one, one of those, Joel.
1: A... I'm coming. I'm coming to one of those events. I want that trophy. It's actually, it's awesome. I want, I want one with Wonder Woman on it. So if you can make that happen, make it happen.
0: There you go in the ladies' division. It'll be a Wonder Woman <laughs> action
1: figure. So. Anyways, um, I just thought it was cool.
0: But yeah, the atmosphere was 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 excellent. Um, It was one of camaraderie, getting together with the gunnies on the weekend. His staff was warm and welcoming. So, I mean, everybody was out there for a good time. Um, The bad. Procedurals weren't well understood or applied consistently. Okay. Um, So, like, uh, I could tell by listening to conversations that on one stage, some are were giving procedurals for something, and then the next squad would arrive and they didn't get them. Or you'd get a procedural for something on one stage, and then, another squad would do the same thing on the next stage and not get a procedural. So because it's not, you know, written in stone, you can go back to the tablet, you can pull up the rule, you can apply the procedural to the score. There's no having to interpret or make it up as you go, stuff like that. You know what I mean? So there was a little bit of that. That's just, and a lot of that I attribute to um, he had good ROs, but the ROs, um uh, some of them anyway didn't have a lot of practical shooting there wasn't
1: there wasn't experience with them yeah
0: yeah that's Correct. all i mean you know is,
1: if so, you're going to apply something make sure that you apply it across the board though you know and so i mean for everyone e,
0: right and even in ipsic we don't have that perfect right this is why right. you want a dedicated zero to work the same bay or the same stage for yep. the entire duration of the match yep. so, and that guy reads the stage description as he's told from the match director verbatim
2: the arrows
0: mm-hmm. yeah. that are assigned to him are are prepped by him going in. This is what yep. we're doing here. You know, everyone gets it the same way. So, um, that's even, a good
1: stage briefing. Yeah,
0: but even then, it's not it's not always perfect, right? So, no. uh, you know, um,
1: but as long as everything is applied equally to every s- single squad, that's that, that's always that's fair. the goal.
0: That's always yeah. the goal. So, yeah. but I'm here to say, it doesn't always happen, even at the highest level. So, um. Most people agreed there was too much running. Okay. Well, okay, we knew that there was a lot of running going in. You know, um, a lot of people thought that we were starting too early. Joel knew what he was getting into and he wanted us on the range for seven thirty, And for good reason, we didn't, we actually didn't get rounds fired until almost nine o'clock. We didn't get out of there until four o'clock. And he made the point like um, some people have a four hour drive home when this is done. So let's get in early and then let's try and get out early. So um, somewhere along the way, my squad inadvertently created a bottleneck. We ended up being where Joel was supposed to be, so okay. we ended up we ended up being early, which caused Joel's squad to be late. So that was an okay. unfortunate thing that happened. Um, it's nobody's fault. It's a misunderstanding. We got told to go somewhere, and we went to the wrong place, or we went to the place we were told, which was the wrong place. That's I didn't what's... really try and sort it out. I just did what I was told. But unfortunately, in the end, bottleneck. So, another
1: um, too.
0: So all yep. said and done, we ran approximately 740 meters. There was one stage where you ran 400 meters. You started off standing behind a table or, or next to a table, unloaded in holster, rifle unloaded on table, on the start signal. You grabbed the rifle, you loaded it, and you had, there was three plates 100 meters downrange. Two large plates, and in the middle, a smaller red plate. The idea was you shot the two large plates,
1: mm-hmm. cleared
0: clear the rifle, put it on the table. um, Traver- Yes,
1: we're gonna to have to stop. Our video has stopped.
0: Okay. Yeah,
2: you were you're talking about the uh, the penalties there, and I was trying to jump in, and I'm like, man, they're just like not responding to me whatsoever. Why are yeah. they ignoring me like this? <laughs> is it me?
0: Trevor just okay. doesn't want to hear from me, I guess. <laughs> well, any idea? Um, okay, we were talking about procedurals not being applied consistently.
2: No, yeah. I would. So I I wanted to uh, just jump in and and, and ask about uh, yeah, like. Um, what was considered a procedural? Uh, did they stack that kind of thing? Did they what now? Did they did they stack on like how many procedurals could you get in a,
1: uh, in, a
0: in a stage? Yeah, um, you could get a lot. Yeah, um, take for example. So let's. Could you hit your world. video button there?
1: And we're live again, by sorry. the yeah. way. Everybody can see us. Hi guys.
0: Yeah. I thought I did hit my video button. Okay, I'm the All K- I'm i the camera.
1: see wrong. is you and that beard.
0: You love that beard.
1: <laughs> I like your
0: beard. <laughs> uh, maybe I got to shut off Discord. Hold on. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still on the Discord thing. Here we go. Now? Yes? No? What's going on? Uh, I'm going to close this, try this again.
1: So, Adriel, how you doing, eh?
0: Fantastic. Prepping yeah. up
2: for this uh, ladies' shoot tomorrow? It's going to be so good.
1: All oh, right. Yeah, that's tomorrow. <laughs> mm-hmm. I wish you guys luck with that. You guys are awesome. doing. Yeah. Thank you for, for being so amazing with that.
2: We had a a pile of people register.
1: You have a great team. By the way, I tagged you in a post. Did you see that?
2: I did. Yep. Okay. Couldn't get to Uh, it. May not be able to. (laughs)
1: Oh, no. We have a lot of people. It sounds like that they're interested in going.
2: Yeah. The weather's going to be crappy, but.
1: Yeah. What's this with the snowman? Zero. Zero. Like snow and man, not snowman.
2: (laughs) Snowman. It's no man. Yeah. No, it's... Uh, I, if the weather was better, I'd imagine we'd get that full uh,
1: I
0: think okay. six, 60 people or so.
1: He's back.
2: Yeah. But no video.
0: No. I, I I don't know why no video. My camera thing is on. There's a the video. Yes. It's good.
1: Welcome. That's oh, good. there Hi, again,
0: Got the wrong. Oh. We got hey, the video. Yeah, well, I'm trying to switch back here. There we go. No, it does not want to take my... Uh, Whatever, just use the crappy one, and we'll just continue on. There. How about now? No. No.
1: I can pretend to see you. That's it. <laughs> and that's just use your
0: crappy video camera, and we'll just. Go. All right. I'm gonna. There, there right. we go. It's oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Just. Oh, there you are. Cutting that off. Hi. All right, Adriel. Yes, procedural. So let's talk about the first stage that we did. This was the stage with the four hundred. Okay. Four hundred meters worth the running. Mm-hmm. so you, your pistols unloaded in the holster you grab your rifle off the table you load it and then you've got three targets down range two large black plates one small stop plate in the middle it's painted red you shoot the two large plates clear the rifle table it um, move to the first demarcated area which is in front of a paper target load shoot now if you don't stay inside the demarcated area while shooting the target you'll get a procedural
1: okay
0: You run to the next demarcated area, you shoot from inside it. So let's say I had a toe out every time Adriel, I could pick up a procedural every time. Um, So that'd be 40 seconds per procedural, right? Um, Then the other way you could have got a procedural on that stage, which I did, was when I got to the end, so there's five targets spanning a hundred meters distance. So you run up, you shoot a target, you run up, you shoot a target, you run up, you shoot a target. Um, when I got to the last demarcated area, first stage of the day, still in ipsic brain mode, when I cut, you had to unload the gun and holster it. So I unloaded it, dropping the mag to the ground instead of retaining it, you were supposed to retain it. So the mag went to the ground. I dropped the hammer, holstered, ran to reset the plates. That was the deal. You had to run about 25 meters to the, from the last target to the plates, reset them, and then run hundred meters back.
1: Mm-hmm. Did you get a procedure?
0: I got a procedural and was told to pick up the mag. Right. So uh, you were supposed to get a procedural and lose the magazine for the day. Oh, okay. Now the RO was heart was in in the right place. He honestly just didn't want me to forget that magazine. He didn't want me to lose my $75 magazine. So he's like, pick up your magazine. So I burned time on the clock to go back and pick it up and ate a 40 second procedural. So So you see what I mean? Like that was a bit of an inconsistency. The mag was supposed to stay there. I wasn't supposed to be told to pick it up. Not a big deal. It is what it is. I understand why he did it. It just, it happens. So that's um, a couple of ways you could have got some procedurals there, Adriel. You could have stacked them up that way. Mm-hmm. So, um, oh, what else now? Oh, so, yeah. So that stage, when we talk about too much running, so you ran up shooting targets, uh, you know, uh, until you got to the end, ran 25 meters, reset the plates, ran 100 meters back, grabbed the rifle, loaded it. Shot the two plates again, cleared the rifle, and then took off with the pistol again. Put up the three plates, or the two plates, ran back, loaded the rifle, and shot the final stop plate. Now, I wanted to use a Beowulf mag because every time I cleared the rifle, I was thrown around on the ground. Five. So if I just went up there with a five-round mag and shot two plates, dropped the mag, jacked out around. I don't have enough rounds left in the mag to to finish the stage, right? So it mm-hmm. means they're going to reload a mag or take another mag, something like that. So I wanted to use a Beowulf mag, and someone in the squad objected because the stage description said, um, "I'm looking here. It said, um, pistol loaded holster, two loaded pistol magazines on person with ten rounds each." Unloaded mags to be stowed, rifle to be staged on table. Um, Okay, on this one, no, it wasn't this one. Somebody objected to me. Oh, uh, maximum rounds permitted 20 pistol, 5 rifle, but it didn't say maximum amount to load. There was one stage where it clearly said load rifle with a maximum of 5 rounds. Mm -hmm. So there was no getting away with the Beowulf mag that time. So what I did was I loaded three magazines first magazine with two rounds next magazine with two rounds because i didn't want to overshoot right okay and then the final magazine with one round problem on my first go i load the rifle with two rounds i go prone i shoot the first plate everything falls so oh Oh,
1: yeah what do you do send
2: another round and be like yeah i hit it (laughs) (laughs) so
1: was that the youtube video not youtube the instagram video you're going what do i do now Yep. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yep. Because um, it happened to somebody else too, and so, um, well, the first the first time Marcel went before me, yeah. and Mar- Marcel's RO, um was not, no one's in condition to follow Marcel, so the arrow tried to follow Marcel on the hundred meter sprint. He got about halfway down there when he realized this is a bad idea. Marcel went all the way down and passed him on the way back. So we're on the clock, right? So Marcel gets back to the table. And he has to wait for the arrow. So, you know, that was, that was, that's a ground for a reshoot. The okay. steel falling is a ground for a reshoot, but yeah. there was no reshoots. Um, um, range equipment malfunctions weren't, weren't explained. The arrows weren't aware. And let's face it. No one wants to reshoot because no one wants to run a 400 meter stage over again. Mm-hmm. So um, he, my arrow just told me to go. And then on the last array, I would make up the shot. So that's, that's what we did. And then I ended up having a mic. So I had a procedural and a mic on that stage. And then later on, I had another... Where is it here? Um, I took two mics on the same stage, steel pistol targets and the stop plate. So... Uh, I told Marcel too, on this stage, these steel targets look close, but do not take them for granted. Make sure you follow through, make sure you finish your shot. So I didn't finish my shot and I started to run at the same time I pulled the trigger and I I missed the plate, Um, not following my own advice. And then the stop plate was a balloon and I swear it was there when I pulled the trigger, but the wind, the wind must have shifted the balloon and I missed the balloon. So even though I blew the balloon the size of a basketball Name did center, call, <laughs> you know? So, um, and then I had two procedures, one procedure for dropping a mag and the other procedure for, um, oh, failing to secure the grappling hook. So there was a stage with a grappling hook. When I got there, we started with the grappling hook on the ladder. Beep, grab the hook, throw the hook. Filthy told me his squad started like ready to pit. They had the hook in their hand and were ready to pitch this thing. So inconsistent in start positions, um, Now, the book said you will receive a procedural of 40 seconds for failure to secure the hook. Now, I did the math and watched a few guys, and it made more sense to leave the, uh, I I threw the hook because I didn't want to get a procedural for not throwing the hook. Because the stage procedure said throw the hook. Mm -hmm. So I threw the hook, but then I didn't care if the hook landed or not.
2: I, I love when you can do things like that on stages where you're like, oh, it wants me to do the thing, but the penalty's less, so I'm not going to do the thing.
0: <laughs> right, and that's what I did because I'm a gamer, right? Yeah. So uh, I talked to the RO. I said, FYI, man, I'm throwing it and running. Well, that's not the nature of the stage. I understand, but it clearly says if I don't land it, I get a 40-second penalty. It's going to take me more than 40 seconds to land it. And I watched three or four guys take more than 40 seconds because you had to land the hook. You had to tie off on the rope. And then you had to shimmy hand over hand from one side to the other, Holy, pretending, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So yeah, nuts that through the hook and ran. And then I laid, I laid the heat down on the steel. I went one for one until the second last shot at 200. So, um, and on that one, you had to call your steel because there's a failure to engage and a failure to miss. Well, those targets are way down range at 100, 150, and 200. You know, if you if you don't tell them which one you're aiming at, then how do they know you've engaged it? So. Mm-hmm. That's what we did. Everybody thought it was fair. We did, you know, hundred right, hundred left, 150, 200 right, two hundred left. So, so anyway, um, um, yeah. So that's it about about the bad, um, the ugly. In my opinion, was there uh, there were no reshoots for range equipment malfunction. So the um, you know my my steel fell uh, when it shouldn't have. That's a range equipment malfunction. But again oh man, like what, you really want to re- reshoot that stage? I mean, if it's your fir- if you haven't run yet, it's your first round and they fall, no problem, you know, let's reshoot it. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the case where Marcel ran back 100 meters and now he's got to wait for the arrow, basically he trapped the arrow, right? The arrow is now downrange of him, which is, you know, a no-no. Um, but he, you know, he wouldn't want to rerun that. So, um, yeah, there's kind of no no backup plan for if that happened, but it is what it is. So, uh, um, Trevor,
2: is this is this the only kind of match that happens in your area like this? This is the only um, time.
0: Yes, yes is the short answer. Like this is his first match. It's the first time a match that he did like this. Mm-hmm. There may be others, but that I'm not aware of. But most of our matches are are still put on by the uh, by the Ipswich crew. So you know, there's variations on three gun and two gun stuff like that. Like the two gun, I leave. Uh, at 5 a.m. for tomorrow will be closer to Ipswich than this was, mm-hmm. but still not completely like freestyle. I think everything is static, and that's because again he's he's allowing um, non-black Badgers, But I think like there's five stages if you're not black badge, and six stages if you are black badge. It's a fundraiser. He wants maximum participation, so he's not requiring a black badge. So again, he's making the match safe for non-black badge trained people. So, um. Oh, and and, uh, I had an RO drop a timer, picking up my magazine that I dropped, which I didn't get a procedural for. They decided on that stage they weren't going to give procedurals. So this is the stage where I jump up off the cot, I grab the rifle off the rack, I go prone, I load, I shoot five steel. I shot them so fast when I came out of the building, the boys were joking about having to get me piss tested when the match was done. I I must be on drugs, which was hilarious. Is Um, your name insane? (laughs) Usain? No, but I sure did bolt down range. (laughs) And... So he bent over to pick up the mag and in doing so uh dropped the timer and the timer shut off. So when I got back, I had a time of 110. That so I'm like, well, you got to give me 110 because the only shot that matters is the last shot. But I didn't realize the timer had stopped. It didn't pick up any more shots after the 110. So but I mean, it didn't take me 110 to shoot those five plates. It didn't take me a minute and 10 seconds. There was no way. So the timer was picking up shots. I don't understand how it could have ha- or when exactly it happened. Like, I was downrange shooting pistol targets, and the timer only registered 110. So Marcel videotaped me, and he started the video at literally almost at the very second that the timer went beep. He didn't actually get me up off the cot. So he started the, the video actually after the timer because I was up off the cot and grabbed my rifle before the video started. So I was moving before he hit, hit record. He looked at the video, showed it to the arrow. When I was done shooting, the time on the video was one fifty-three. So the arrow said, fine, I'm gonna give him one fifty-three. What are you gonna do? <laughs> I mean, you know, clo- exactly, close enough. This is not an IPSC stage that takes two and a half seconds. We can accept close enough in this case. And again, I had to run 100 meters down, shoot some targets, grab a dummy and carry him a hundred meters back and then shoot some more targets, put the dummy on the cot first shoot And I didn't want to do it again. Screw that. So mm-hmm. I was happy that we came to uh, an understanding, but I was a little worked up cause I was trying to catch my breath and I was probably like coming on a little too strong at first, but it was just, just the heat of the moment. I mean,
1: so. nice deep breaths.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so anyway, um, Mm-hmm. Uh what else? So yeah, this, well that, this I sounds mean.
2: this sounds like a tack match. Like there's there's kind okay. of
0: two two ways you can do
2: three gun. Three gun where it's clean, pure, three gun where you're uh freestyle. You're freestyle, mostly freestyle, and you've got a uh, choice between firearms on what you use for what purpose. That's ideal um and the stages are short and there's more shooting and reloading and less movement or physical activity Mm -hmm. uh that's that's one style of match the other style is like attack match or tactical match right though in those ones like it's like trooper division (laughs) uh lots of running lots of physical activity uh lots of scenario stages where like throwing a grappling hook and like shimmying across the grappling hook like that's a that's a scenario stage right um would you shoot another match like this? This so this is a straight up tack match. Okay. It's, it sounds like it's the first one they've got out there, which right. uh, which is great because I think this is actually how a lot of uh, three gunners start. They want right. to start doing a tack match, and then they're like, "Yeah, this is fun. I want to do more of this," and then you can you can uh, you know start doing more well, more, more pure three gun <laughs> stages rather than the uh, uh, scenario based stuff, right?
1: Well, why don't we ask Trevor first of all? Did you enjoy it?
0: Yes, absolutely. So Will
1: you do it again?
0: Yes, absolutely. The part, Kelly, where I said a lot of guys felt it was too much running. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, obviously I was concerned going in. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't know if I'd have the endurance or the stamina. Two guys didn't finish, right? And then Joel popped his knee at the very end of the day. Um, Joel s- s- said that next time it will be a little less running. All that said and done, I would shoot this exact same match mm-hmm. with the same amount of running tomorrow. I figured that on Monday, when I got back to Filthy's, I felt awful. I smoked a big Cuban right after we were done.
1: <laughs> I was like, I, felt I, awful.
0: Yeah, and the Cuban is what twisted me up. Um, actually, it wasn't a Cuban, <laughs> but whatever. It was a big Churchill. And, uh, yeah, it made we're, me nauseous. We're,
1: we're talking uh, as cigars people, not actual people.
0: Yeah, yeah. so, <laughs> Churchill's the size, the big, the big Churchill yeah, cigar. Oh, anyway. Um, yeah. yeah, that twisted me up. But now, we got in the car to go home, and ten minutes down the road, I was right as rain. And I thought Monday morning, every muscle in my body would hurt, and I would be sore all over. No, man, I like makes no sense. I don't understand why I why I didn't need recovery time. Nothing. Now I know I lost some weight recently, but I did. I've done nothing to improve my cardio. I've done nothing to improve my fitness ability. What? Well, you're carrying losing, around less weight. less weight. Yeah. Yeah, I know, but still, I mean, there's skinny people that are out of shape. Because I get no exercise, and that's—I'm not skinny, but I get no exercise. I mean, I do a lot of ibsic, and I work at the range, but uh, it's been pretty uh, August and September have been pretty relaxing. Um, I will tell you one thing, I did notice because of my weight loss, and that was my recovery time when the stage was done was cut you in were, half.
1: You were was, breathing heavy. I wasn't like breathing.
0: The, yep. Yeah. You, yeah, Kelly, that's it. I wasn't sucking wind forever. Uh, I was just—I was just bouncing back way faster than ever before. So right. I, you know, I wish I had more speed um, and I wish I had Welcome. more stamina, but uh, I'm not afraid of these matches anymore. I mean, I, I you know, I did win after all. Um, kind, of, kind of sounds like the, uh,
2: uh, in the States, there's a couple of different three gun and, and two gun matches uh, hard as hell. Um, in range that you see some two guns that uh, that they do with uh, Ian and uh, I can't yep. remember what his buddy is there, they always use like guns to do it. Yeah, Carl Ian and yeah. Carl. Yeah, and yeah. dress and costume.
0: They're like cosplay with live ammo.
2: Yeah, exactly. Cosplay with live ammo and like historical uh, firearms, right? Like old uh, yep. uh, Madsons and that kind of thing. So yeah. uh, it kind of sounds now, like one of
0: those matches. Let's, well, not too bad with the scenarios and the carrying stuff. But there was a lot of a lot of movement. So yeah. let's talk about my times. Um, my raw time, less penalties was five hundred and thirteen seconds.
2: <laughs> how long how okay, how many shooters were there and how long were you on the range? They uh, were there.
1: You were there till four o'clock, weren't you? First yeah. Round, first rounds down range at was at nine o'clock, you said? It's
0: supposed to be eight thirty, but it may have been um, may have been closer to nine. Uh, let's see here. Filthy posted the results.
2: A raw uh, time be... of 500 seconds. That's hilarious. That's so much on on timer time. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, how, what or... would your raw time be at an Ipsick match? It wouldn't be 500 seconds. You'd be what? 100, 200? Oh
0: yeah, 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 exactly. yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. So
2: you mustn't. You uh, mustn't have had that many competitors.
0: Uh, we had what four or five squads, like eight, ten guys a piece. Like it was. Well, that's pretty it was good. Well, well, attended. Pretty well attended. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. yeah. So. So, after penalties, um, my time was 6.13. Now, the fastest time in the match was uh, Peter, who was an excellent RO. He was on my squad. Super nice guy. His time was uh, 5.96. Now, he was in heavy division shooting three-way bolt gun. Gallon beat me. Gallon beat my ass, man. Gallon shot an M305 and his his MMP40. Uh, and yeah. his, raw, his raw time was 6.14. Oh, Cool. My, uh, no, these aren't raw times. Sorry, these are times plus penalties. Plus now, I don't. Right. I don't think Peter took any penalties at all. Mm. Uh, I know Gallen took about a minute's worth of penalties, and I took. Uh, what did I say? I took. I took 120 <laughs> seconds and penalties. So I finished with 6:33 less penalties for stuff like dropping a magazine mm-hmm. um, and throwing a grappling hook. So. I mean the throwing a grappling hook math out. So, like you know I took that seconds. penalty yeah I took right. that penalty but it was still better than playing with the grappling hook so anyway five thirteen yeah you're right it was a a heck of a long day Adriel um, but 20, worth fil- it. filthy
2: says twenty four guys twenty four guys yeah that makes sense that's you, you, that's why you got so much shooting in because you had twenty four guys doing that right yeah I watch so. raw times because I'm I'm trying to uh. uh See what an, an an ideal raw time is for 3-gun for at, our, at our range with our bays and that kind of thing. And how how much time can we fit in on the clock versus uh, what makes for a really long day. And, uh, yeah, 500 sounds incredible. Yeah. <laughs> with man, the amount of man, Joel, movement you guys had, I, I can't believe you weren't sore the next day. I don't know,
0: dude. I, I 740 kilometers moving almost always as fast as I could push myself. It how many was like... What? 740 meters kelly <laughs> That makes more sense <laughs> yeah 740 meters um if if i did the math right so like coming back with the dummy i'm like you get to the point where you're like you just want to stop and, and and jog or walk it's like no man you're almost there just just push yeah i know you're like hurt but push anyway so anyway uh a lot of fun uh, all all of our, our posse was to get was there. Unfortunately, not all together. I made a squad request at the match director for tomorrow, so I hope we're all, all going to be in the same squad. I mean, I got shoot with Marcel, you know, my my godson. So that was that's always awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and he did really well. He finished second behind me in light division.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, He's boy. WK. Yeah. Oh, let's talk about that, Adriel. <laughs> I must have heard the mass director say at least 3 times but it's not an air 15. <laughs> <laughs> you know and and or uh Filthy got crap for having a, a a Tavor. There was no less than 4 Tavors there.
1: Why would he yeah, get uh, crap for using that. a Tavor?
0: Because people just expected it was going to be an SKs match or yeah. a full-action match. Oh, I see. Uh, and you showed up with a space gun and people are yep. like, "Well,
1: but you know well, what is this like technology? Anything, it's anything but an AR. Everything,
0: everything. Right? Not everything. A, yeah.
1: Sorry. E. It's
0: a, yeah.
2: So uh, it's I don't know list, why right, you'd Kelly? be pissed about a Tavor and not pissed about a uh, an SLR.
0: <laughs> oh, they were. Oh no, they were. Oh, they were. <laughs> every time. Well, it every sucks time, to be them. Yeah. Every time I heard the match director say, "But it's not an AR," I'm pretty sure it was in reference to my slung SLR. Ah. So, well, uh, don't yeah. hate the player, hate the game. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I didn't I didn't. make the rule set. So, you Ain't know.
1: Everything I Everything mean, but an AR.
0: Right. And I thought it was everything but AR-15s. AR-10s. So, yeah, I had been planning oh. to take my AR-10, remember? Mm-hmm. And then Joel said, ah, 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 no AR-10 A- for you. AR? Yeah, exactly. He did. So, one
1: of those wiggle-wiggles.
0: He did, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. AR, Armalite. Armor light 15, armor light 10, stop it. <laughs> so, yep. So, anyway, um, overall, very happy with uh, with the match, with everything that Joel did, happy with myself. Um, super stoked that I won the light division. Um, yeah. And like yeah. I said, would do again. Sweet.
1: Filthy's posting the overall match uh, standings. Peter Latch, he won first in heavy. Uh, Jason Gallen. Uh, was second in heavy and Trevor Furlot was first in light. In light, light. And, and Marcel and so. was second in light. Yep. So, cool. Yeah,
0: Yep. So, um, other things I did this week, I went back to work at the shop. I've uh, taken to photographing every gun that comes in with shoot-through rings to compile an album uh, for the Wall of Shame.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Wait. Oh. that <laughs>
1: It's, need, it just, you need to start sending these photos, man. You should take
2: a picture of yourself yeah. trying to get a cheek weld. Oh, on the that's what I'll
0: do. <laughs> that's what I'll do. Yeah. And just show, just show how much clearance you got underneath your chin or if it's like yep. right off. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. And then the uh, Ipsic New Brunswick had a conference call on Wednesday night that uh, I chaired. It was uh, myself as train coordinator that uh, issued it to uh, discuss some stuff. And then last night, Which is why we are here tonight. Um, My co-hosts were kind enough to accommodate the request to reschedule, and the listeners are uh, empathetic enough to not care. Um, We (laughs) rescheduled because I had a conference call with the CTFR last night to get an update from Rod on all things Weird and Wonderful. We talked about the the TV show. We talked about um, some other business that nobody cares about, and we talked about... Um, the strategy for the election and what we're going to do. And they announced it today on all of our social media platforms. Yep. Uh, what's it called, Kelly? The what tour? Integrity Has- tour?
1: Yeah. Hashtag the integrity. Um, Has- it's hashtag integrity.
0: Yeah. you got to go to CCFR's That's social right. media and check this out. They've rented a Winnebago and wrapped it in vinyl wrap with a sign on it. It's got... Trudeau's face looking stunned, and all of his cronies. And on the back, it says, Honk if you support law abiding gun owners. And they're going to go around for riding off. with Elections Canada, right? Correct. Okay. Yep. That had to be done first. No, yes. Everything is on the up and up and culture. Sweet. Um, so, yeah, they will be going from, uh, you know, riding office to riding office from, you know, Toronto, Ottawa to Regina. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. So, check that yeah. out.
1: So it's called co- it, it is called hashtag integrity tour. It's liver and so it's gonna be wrapped the Winnebago is wrapped in a bus or whatever. And uh, and it says liberal failures on the side of it and both sides. And then on the back it says honk if you uh, if you support legal gun owners. I think that's awesome. Honk honk. <laughs>
0: nice. Yeah. So honk. Um, honk. And then I spent the uh, better part of the evening. I'm glad we we went at uh, an hour, our regular time, because I needed the time to get everything packed. And so basically tomorrow morning, I open my eyes, I get dressed, brush my teeth, get in the truck and leave. Um, Meet Gallon and go to Hampton for a two-gun match, which is, by the way, a fundraiser for Wounded Warrior. So the um, Christian Sonia, the MD, is a uh, vet and um, a member of Ipswich, New Brunswick, and the Hampton Club. And he's putting that on as a fundraiser for charity tomorrow. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, it's going to be another epic Gunny weekend. Last weekend, practiced with the boys on Saturday, got this beautiful scarf from Pospolita. Sunday, went to the EBR match, had a blast, shot really well. Then, so tomorrow, take off for Hampton, pick Gallon up along the way. We will go to Hampton to take their women and their medals. And then we leave for the Miramichi. I will probably, even though, you know what I did? Pro tip, kids. If you're going to share a hotel room with Gallen, get the money up front. Because chances are he's not going actually going to stay in the hotel room, right? As soon as we get to town, he's going to start <laughs> swiping right or left or tindering or something. Or
1: You know what? He's pretty, still pretty good for money, though. I'll oh absolutely.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well I you know, I'm just a businessman. I got to get paid up front, so yeah. if he doesn't come home it and doesn't matter.
1: The bonuses you get the room to yourself.
0: Right? Mm-hmm. I know. I'll just be hanging out, chatting with friends online, all by my lonesome. Gallon will be out doing whatever that gallon does. Yeah, so, you
1: don't want you don't wanna know.
0: I don't wanna know. So <laughs> never never look in this bag. If he says go in my bag and get my keys, stay out of that bag. Don't yeah. in that bag. You don't wanna leave your DNA on that bag because that DNA, that, that bag may end up in court someday, right? That's a that's a yeah. piece of evidence. So you don't want to yeah. be anywhere near that.
1: No, don't touch that.
0: Don't touch that. So um yeah, the reason why Gallon and I are gonna go to the Miramichi for a night is because the next day is another OR PS match. So uh, I got so many guns going to my truck tomorrow. I got the my three gun air, my SLR, my WK, my FX9. Oh, because in this match I can shoot a pistol or a PCC, so all 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 rifles all the time. I shot enough pistol, so um, for the pistol targets I'll shoot my PCC, and for the rifle targets I'll shoot my SLR. Uh, I think Ben's going to borrow my WK, and Marcel's going to get my Pimto three gun rifle. So sweet, and of course I got my ten twenty two. Because RPS on Sunday and Uh then come home. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. All right. That's it. Enough. I said 55 minutes and it was 58. So, time to move on. (laughs) Sum (sighs) up. Kelly, what uh,
2: what did you do this week?
1: Well, I'm going to have a whole two seconds because I didn't go to the range. I spent the whole entire weekend in Ottawa. I did the uh, army run. So Trevor is complaining about running 740 meters.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Kelly, I'm old. I'm old. Jogging, jogging 740 meters. Right.
1: So I ended up running.
0: But you have uh, marathon experience.
1: uh, Still, I ended up running. 26.1 26.1 26. kilometers. Actually, I ended up running 35 kilometers because what I did was I ran with a friend of mine and I would run ahead and then run back and get her and then we'd oh. run together. And so I ended oh. up running actually 35 kilometers. But Uh, I just wanted to give a shout out to a couple of people. I wanted to give a shout out to one of our listeners, Kyle. Kyle, how are you doing? He was actually saying that he was going to be listening to see if I talk about the army run tonight. And also to Greg Weiss, Greg Weiss ran the marathon half marathon portion of the um, army run. And he did it in two, two hours and 26 minutes. And that's actually awesome. But I didn't do really much with guns. Although it was the army run? There was a howitzer so I guess there was guns, but that's it. I only, I only ran, so not much else. Cool. Yeah. Uh, let's see.
2: I wrote an article about the liberals' proposed gun ban, kind of breaking it down for people who might be curious and might not know what's going on, and kind of postulated a little bit on what it might mean. Uh, and then I've got a CCFR Ladies Day at Chaz tomorrow that, I'm, hey, yeah. that i need to prep. <laughs> I really need to prep for. <laughs> I need to pack all my stuff. I need to do all the last minute stuff and uh, and be ready to go. But hey, we're, we're Adriel, in a
1: real, you hey. are amazing. No, I just the, the other, the other like, guys yeah, have yeah,
2: gotten yeah. it all rolling. Well, like everybody
1: this. on that team is great, but I wanted to say thank you to you. Cause I know that you've done a lot of hard work with that, the other guys so.
2: are putting in more work than I am, but, okay. uh, I'm glad they are. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was actually really interesting. Once we started getting a couple of calls going, uh, that really helps uh, get communications going, assign the people out, um, made a little Facebook organizer group and put all the comms on there. And uh, we're away to the races. So, yeah, that was all uh, it's all good.
1: You have some really strong people on that team. so. Congratulations!
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, good support by the range too. The range really wants to make it happen, yeah. and, and I think that when you when you get that happening, and you get CCFR helping uh, supply ROs and, and that kind of thing as well, um, you get you get the opportunity to throw a pile of bodies at every problem, and that solves all the problems. Just throw more people at it. <laughs> oh, we need some. We need something to happen over here. Throw people at it. This person, you're yeah. responsible for this, and, and and you know just happens. Yeah. Um, and I think that is. Yeah, that's it. I was um, actually I've been uh, I'm, I'm designing out some some stages for our October three gun match, and I've been using SketchUp to. Uh, have oh, you yeah. tried that, Trevor?
0: SketchUp, yeah, I hated yeah. It. Uh, it's it's I, hard I to spent, use, right? Yeah, I spent a couple hours on SketchUp and watched the YouTube tutorials and bought the 3D printed stuff.
2: Mm. And yeah. the 3D printed stuff is probably faster, no. but. I've got all my stages
0: No, because if you Here's the downside to the 3D printed stuff You build the stage, you take a Mm -hmm. picture of it You Mm -hmm. tear it down, you build the next stage You submit the stage, it comes back, you gotta change it You gotta go build that stage again, take a new picture Sketch up, you just copy and paste and move stuff around
2: And you can be mobile. So what I'm going to try to do, I'm going to have an RO meeting uh, two weeks before the match. I'd stuff and I'm taking my laptop with the designed 3D stages on them. So anytime you want to take a look at a sight line on the match, pull up the 3D software, move it around a little bit and and check it out. And it's uh, really interesting. So I've tried this before. Last time I tried it, it was just too hard to do. And I was designing one stage and I just didn't want to bother. Uh, but when you're doing all the stages, might as well, right? So I found yeah. that uh, after learning the program, I've got like all the the pertinent uh, keyboard shortcuts on a on a sticky here. Uh, after learning all those, so good, so good. I I'm I'm really liking it, and I really like that uh, I've got the 3D files. I can show them to the to the ROS, and if they spot anything that's wrong, I fix it right then and there take a screen cap, post on practice score, all done. So, uh, yeah, that's been that's been really cool. I think I still need to get a couple. I need to get some uh, props designed, but I was chatting with uh, the guy who's going to match direct the next match. He's like, oh, yeah, you sketch up all the time. I use it for work. I, I use it for designing out uh, uh, yeah. decks and construction stuff. And it's like, oh, <laughs> well, <laughs> I'll go take a picture of some targets and... Uh, We'll get some 3D models built to those, and oh, that's he's, cool. He's going to build all of our bays in the program, so the program really? will have all of our bays, and we'll just be able to design it out, which is oh, oh, so good, so easy, so good, yeah, yeah.
1: And yeah. you're good at that stuff too.
2: I, you know, like AutoCAD and like design is a thing, and I'm not a designer, but I can figure out a computer program and right make it do some stuff.
1: You're yeah. better at it than I am. And you're really much better at it than Trevor.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, like, like, like he mentioned there, the the um, the 3D printed things. It's it's faster to build a stage, yeah. but then, yeah, the tear the the going back to it because there's been a couple of times I design a stage, I sent it to a buddy of mine. I'm like, hey, what do you think of this? And he's like, mm, I would tighten this up over here. I'd move that. I'm like, yeah, you're right. Okay, I'll do that. And it's easier to just pull it back up and do the thing and retake a yeah. screenshot. Yeah,
1: but it's really cool to have 3d printed stuff
2: yeah i could print these up afterwards after you mm. get a final stage design print it in 3d 3d print like a little mock-up and then bring that to the, yeah, to, the to the day that's awesome. Nah, that's no. Nah,
0: i'm just dreaming here Yep. Yeah. Mm. let me know when you're done don't move on
2: uh okay i'm done
0: Okay, cool. I'm um, just going through the comments while you guys were talking. I hope you didn't say anything important. I wasn't listening, yeah. and, um, and Joel is like, "Trevor, you should show them your trophy." And he's absolutely right. I can't believe I forgot to bring it with oh. me. Yeah, check <laughs> this awesome. thing out. So you got like Sergeant Slaughter there, who is on a trophy base, and it's engraved Ebar 2019 Light Division First Place, and. Um, yeah, dudes holding on to a two-two-three round. Mm-hmm. Then, like the classic one was a out six, and the heavy one was a three-zero-eight. And the guns were kind of different. So here's a modern gun, and so very cool trophy. Maybe um, we can post the picture with the show description.
2: Just send oh, yeah. uh, take, take a picture on your phone and just send it to me.
0: I already uh, have it. Yeah, I'll
1: send it to yeah. you. Yeah, Joel, that has got to be the coolest trophy ever. So next one, I want. I'm if I'm going, I want Wonder Woman. That's it.
0: Uh, I can hear myself coming through. So somebody's speakers are too loud or something. There's some Kelly. Just uh, turn your headset down a bit there, Kelly.
1: Yep.
2: Cool. All right. Let's move on. Upcoming events, destination Disney. This is closed, right? When are they Um, doing the draw? They did it.
1: It, it, They they were supposed to do it Tuesday, but I went on to the websites today and I didn't, I asked uh, Corey for an update. So, they I were live
0: I, I saw them live on uh they on didn't yeah. tell
1: me
2: they didn't tell me that i won though so they couldn't have done it yet yeah right me too yeah, yeah.
1: i didn't win anything oh come on
2: no i just think they haven't announced it yet because we would have they would have told us that we, we won all the stuff yeah yeah
1: so just hold on a second nope haven't heard back from them mm.
2: i think i okay. saw on cgn they raised 15
1: grand yep. that's awesome
0: that's what they said when they went live on tuesday yeah, yeah. Very good.
1: So 15 grand should be able to get her to Disney and have All a very right. nice, yeah. nice vacation.
2: Cool. Yeah. So that happened uh, October 5th and 6th is the Newfoundland Ipswich Provincials at the St. John's Rod and Gun <laughs> well Club.
1: <done>. <laughs> the level
2: two Ipswich match registration closes on September 29th. Visit their Facebook page. And uh, they, have, Sunday. they have some very uh, prestigious uh, sponsors at that, uh, at that match as well.
1: I know.
2: Yep. Including slam fire.
1: Including slam fire. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we've got a pistol fundamentals with fur latte, furlough achieving for beginners, October 26th <laughs> at the Sun Sunbury Range yep. near Fredericton. Two Filthy's. spots left, 10 total, 250 rounds, 100 bucks.
0: You got it. We're going to be doing fundamental stuff in the morning grip, stance, sight pitcher, trigger press. In the afternoon, we're going to work on stage breakdown, movement. And um, getting in and out of positions, some of the other things I put on there. Yeah, moving no on. functions. No, 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 no. no, no, no. Okay. Just no. How to make you a better, better IPSC guy? So, um, shooting on the move for sure. Stage breakdown. Somersaults. Yep. Somersaults for beginners
2: with a gun. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, you'll be
0: John Wick when I'm done with you. Sweet.
2: <laughs> yeah. Sweet. Cool. All right, uh, moving on to news. Uh, the first one, I'm going to have to like open up an incognito window so I can pull this up because I've, I've used the, uh, the Globe and Mail too many times, and they're like, hey, pay for uh, a subscription. And I'm like, nope, I'll just go incognito nope. and read it anyways. Uh, how the Globe tried and failed to find the source of Canada's crime guns. Firearms tracing data was requested from 36 police forces across the country. None were Guess able what? to provide it
1: exactly Hmm. hmm
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah and they're saying basically in the middle of a gun debate we're looking for all these stats and there's you know stats are uh difficult to come across um and I, I think we've talked about this several times as well just the fact that uh you know we don't really have good stats on this the stats that we do have are are pretty bad they kind of lump in crime guns as uh uh, paintball guns when you know they they knock over a, a drug dealer and they find a paintball gun it's like oh well, there's a crime gun or if someone you know shoots someone yeah, with an airsoft well there's a there's a crime gun and uh so it's kind of hard to it's kind of hard to use these numbers to pull any insights as to where our real crime guns are coming from and uh you know these uh, tools for homicide are are coming from as well because we just don't have the data yeah yeah yeah, so they quoted out some some costs and and that kind of thing and they mostly just outline that uh, the, this data is so bad and uh, so insignificant that you couldn't possibly get any insight out of this stuff right and I'm like, I'm not saying insignificant as in like homicides are insignificant I'm just saying that uh, when they're the, at the, the number. rate yeah the yeah. number you can't actually pull any real insights out of it. Uh, using the uh, the numbers that we're uh, we're getting today,
1: right?
2: Anyways, that was neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other article, and this was just yesterday. Yeah. Uh, Alberta man who fired warning shots at bandits uh, is now being sued by those bandits because uh, he fired warning shots at them, and one of them one of those warning shots bounced off the ground and hit the suspect. This is with a twenty two LR near. Oktos. Oh,
1: where's
0: McClatchy when we need him?
1: <laughs>
2: The warning shot bit him. Yeah. Yeah. Now he got off the charges. Like, like he They did. They, 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 yeah. they arrested him at the scene and took yeah. him in, and uh, he got off those charges. But now this is a civil suit. Anyone can sue anyone, and uh, right. you know, the uh, the criminal scumbag who uh, who got you know mm. who caught a bullet uh, is uh, is suing this guy. So
1: he's lucky. He never mind. I'm just going to stop.
2: Well, the funny thing is the Alberta uh alberta health was going to charge it was going to sue him for the cost to uh fix up the bad guy uh yeah. is it on this one no it's on the other article let me just pull the second one up here because that came as a surprise to me doo, 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 doo. yeah alberta uh the alberta government was also suing maurice to recover the cost of watson's health care it's like, hey, you shot this guy, uh, pay us to <laughs> because we fixed him up. <laughs> but uh you made him right. sorry. Yeah, but our our uh, our justice minister uh, slapped stopped it uh, pretty quick. So Yeah. 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 Silliness. Silliness. I mean, go onto someone's property and start stealing from them and, and catch a bullet. I think this is uh what is it? Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. <laughs> Yes, including tw- don't do the 22 hours.
1: Crime if you can't do the time.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get shot, shot in the butt. Yeah, well that's a that's a big warning shot, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, he's lucky. He consider
2: yourself trying, warned. He actually,
1: he should be lucky. He'd consider himself lucky.
2: Hmm. Uh-oh. Anyways. All right. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, next, uh, I just wanted to show this because there there aren't really a lot of products for the uh, for the Benelli M4, but RX okay. Arms is a Canadian. Uh, business member of the cgn uh forum and they're going to be selling these uh extended bolt releases for the benelli m4 so if you have a benelli m4 it's got a little bolt release a tiny little button uh, and these Mm -hmm. are basically like a big paddle that that you can now hit so it's a lot faster to hit your bolt release uh which is nice for three gun and, and other action shotgun shooting yeah yeah and it says it should also fit the Turk Nelly, which I think means the other Turkish, Turkish. shotguns that kind of look right. like the Benelli M4. Right. Mine's on order. You have Oh, your uh, your yep. Turkish Benelli M4. Yep.
0: Um, yep. We're getting it from uh, Trigger Wholesale at the shop I'm at. Denny Shop DC Armory. Cool. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was already on order, but I think they didn't have it in stock. So now they have it in stock. So, so it's on order. Um, and it looks awesome it really does everything I've heard has been really good about those so
2: yeah it should be cool Uh, the next one uh, uh, we've seen these GSG-16s coming into country these were um, as close to an MP5 22 version MP5 as you could get Uh, but they weren't MP5s because they originally they they saw the GSG-5s and they actually prohibited them so this GSG-16 was different enough from an MP5 to get through well, now some people are through the magic of three D printing, <laughs> making them look just like MP5s. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's not a variant of an MP5. So they're finally getting into country. Uh This fellow is on Reddit, and the, he is three D printing this top rail cover here uh, to kind of flatten out that front part and not have a rail all the way. Kind of give it that old school MP5 yeah.
0: look, yep. uh,
2: as well as the uh the front grip there. That uh man, this thing looks good. Like the the back stock isn't isn't a quite match, but the rest of us looking. Pretty close.
1: Yep. Yeah. Oops. Good. Yeah. And
2: they're selling some more. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna show everyone else this because I think this is an inc- just an incredible deal. Uh, but Tenda Tenda, Tenda has cases of slugs uh, of the score low recoil slugs for 159 for 250 of them. So if you are a three gunner and you're like, man, I'm tired of paying a buck a slug at Cabela's every time I got to go to uh, to a match buy 250 this is actually what i run i run this stuff
1: i do yeah
2: it's cheap it's so it cheap a good price. <laughs> that's way less than a buck around and uh that's that's important to me <laughs> so they got some of that um they've also got some barnall 308 for 319 per 500 which is pretty good yeah yeah and uh yeah so and then i don't think i'll, I'll pull that that uh, that last one up there okay
1: uh what do
2: we, so why don't we go to the main topic now for, for our main topic we're going to talk about small game hunting uh trevor you're, th- you're still muted there if you're trying to talk i can't see your head is very small in the video but uh is he trying to talk
0: no i wasn't trying to talk oh. i was actually trying to pay my match fee for tomorrow morning by emt <laughs> ah. <laughs> yes hunting
2: I'm going to, like my boy passed his, uh, his hunter's ed. Yeah. So now
1: Congratulations. Yeah, we
2: got to go shoot some grouse. So I'm going to, I'm going to actually yeah. take my, his 795 to the yeah. range tomorrow and sight it in with some hunting ammo, I guess, or just whatever, probably just whatever I got on hand. I'll site it in
1: for probably a good idea. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And then uh, make sure it's like deadly, deadly on for 25 and uh, we'll shoot some grouse in the head with it. Okay. <laughs> of course
0: we will. That's how you hunt grouse, right? In the head, but I with too. a shotgun.
1: I was just going to say, isn't it with your shotgun, your typhoon, and with the red dot on it?
0: That's
2: right. <laughs> <laughs> you and I hunt small game very differently.
0: Yes. We, sh- we sure do. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Now, is it, yeah. Uh, uh, is it because New Brunswick is so treed and dense that you don't just don't see them until you're right on top of them and they flush? Is that the idea? Because I can usually see a grouse from... 50 meters away or more. Oh, and then I just no. have to like wait until there's a tree in the way, and I go in between so that they can't see me, and I got the tree, and I just walk right up, I poke around the tree, and I shoot
0: him in the head. Now, we um, we we don't see them from, well, I mean, sometimes. Basically, we're walking on trails, and they're on the side of the trail, or just mm-hmm. off of the trail. So we're either walking on a trail, driving in a vehicle, and they're on the side of the road, and we get out and we shoot them, or you're on a quad, you get off the quad and you shoot them. You're always on a trailer, or a road, and they're either on the road or just on the side of the road. So you usually don't see them until... Sometimes you can see them way down the distance because they're on the road, um, but most of the time, by the time you see them, you're, you're inside 20 yards. Hmm.
1: How close yeah. are you, Adriel?
2: Uh, like for shooting them or for like when you see them?
1: Uh, seeing them first, and then for shooting.
2: Mm, it depends. Sometimes, sometimes they're doing real dumb stuff. They're like in a tree, like... A couple of times I've seen them in the trees, just to like the the trees go over top the trail, kind of like this, and they'll be like mm-hmm. nested on the tree right ahead, and they're like silhouetted against the sky, so they're they're super easy to see from like a hundred meters away. Right. Uh, but usually, usually when I see them, they're they're closer. They're like twenty five to fifty somewhere in there. But right. like like our our undergrowth is not nearly as dense as it is in New Brunswick. I think typically, like on average, right. Right, and they are usually near trails. Uh, I usually see them moving, uh, moving right around dusk. Uh, I'm not sure what I'm going to do with my boy up. We're probably going to go out and, and just hunt, uh, hunt the trails right in the morning and then right at dusk as well. I don't think we're going to go out during the day because they're like grouse are out somewhere in the day. It's not like they ha- they have a hole to go hide in or anything like that. But uh, uh, I just find it easier to see them uh, uh, closer to night
1: when they're out yeah. feeding.
0: Yeah, there's no question. Right at dusk is the best time.
2: Mm-hmm. They think that they're like hiding, so. But I have shot them with a shotgun. I just every time I do, I end up like catching pellets like in the in the top of the breast meat there, and and I'm I'm a real cheapskate and, and I just like pure nice clean b- breast on a grouse because then, uh, lots of meat, no pellets to cut out and lead in the meat or anything like
0: that, and uh, <laughs> whatever, man. <laughs> You aim at the head, a couple of pellets for the breath, it's not the end of the world. I like all the Every, every time I try and um, shoot them with a twenty i I'm either using the wrong ammo or they're too far and they fly away and I lose them.
2: Hmm. Just got to sight hmm. in with the right hand. Just got to sight yeah. in. If, you're, if your able- rifle's like, you need it deadly accurate because their head is like, it's not a big target and it moves, but they're super stupid animals <laughs> and you can creep up on them or typically I'll uh, I'll, I'll grab a, a tree like I'll, I'll be I'll, I'll grab uh, the, the tree trunk or whatever and rest my gun on top of that so I'll, it's not offhand shooting uh, usually because there's trees there's always
0: trees always trees yeah
2: yeah uh, what about rabbit have, have do you hunt rabbit with your shotgun or 22
0: both um, but uh, primarily um shotgun I shoot uh, all my small game hunting I do uh, basically with a 12 gauge or 20 gauge
2: what kind of shot do you do you use like seven and a half
0: or, or, six. Four or six I use I use anything from four to six mm-hmm. um, six is my preferred shot size the last couple of years I've been shooting um, 20 gauge this last year I shot I did all my hunting with this 20 gauge it's a Turkish Weatherby, very nice 20 gauge mm-hmm. got a great trigger I enjoy it a lot Um, what else? Well, and then I finished the season with the Typhoon and now I want to just only hunt with the Typhoon, but I, you know, I don't know. I might take something different every time. I've got my, um, very first shotgun I ever fired over here, my Bacal, but the gun I want to hunt with the most this year, no kidding, is this sweet 16, this Kui model 84 in 16 gauge. Um, I've never pulled the trigger on a 16-gauge before. So um, I'm looking forward to to shooting with this. It's got an amazing trigger on it. 16-gauge is a nice size. Full choke, yeah. So just blast them. Yep, blast them in the face. Um, yeah, rabbit, same thing. Uh, oh, you know what? The best thing I've ever used on a bunny was 17-HMR. Hmm. The, head, the head just incinerates. You shoot them in the ribs, and it looks like I imagine what the damage would be if you shot a deer with a 50 BMG, you know, a regular entrance hole on one side and then all the ribcage blown on the other side. It's amazing. So, Works. I mean, you know, the only meat on the rabbit's on the back and the legs, back legs anyway. So, mm-hmm. you know, anything in the neck, face area on a bunny is is good to go. So,
2: Yeah, yeah. I, again, with, with rabbits, I'm I'm in a 22. Open sights. Because with a rabbit, I'm, I'm typically, typically closer because they'll be in thicker underbrush uh, mm-hmm. so if I if I see rabbit it's 25 and in uh, so if I'm going if I'm explicitly going rabbit hunting I'll probably just take a, a iron sight 22 maybe a semi really? Yep. Really? And
1: that's and that's why he's so good at shooting his 22
0: yeah absolutely you guys shooting rabbits and gross offhand with iron sights just amaze me it's cheapness
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, huh? Yeah. Hmm. Um. Yeah. Usually, and usually, I'd be, I'd, I'd just walk. I walk everywhere to do it. I mean, like when I was younger, it would be more like quadding around and that kind of thing, and, and just go shoot them. But just the the style of hunting I do these days is, um, all walking, all walking. And grouse are like I shoot them on the way out to my uh, my spot. Actually, um, I could have got one. I think I mentioned that I could have got one uh, a couple of weeks ago, just with my bow. And that's typically what I'll do. I've got a have got one or two arrows for grouse and uh, the rest for deer and if I see a grouse on the way out, take my judo tip out and and get myself a grouse, and uh, if not, just you know that's it's just a convenience thing really.
0: Yeah. Um, now, when you're hunting grouse, Adriel, are you uh, walking a trail? Do you go with a quad? Do you drive the road? What what's your preferred method? And I mean grouse here. Small game hunting small game hunting because the grouse and the, and the snowshoe hare share the exact same habitat and ecosystem. Mm-hmm. So where you see one, you see the other. So I'm small game hunting. I'll take either or. What do you do? Do you drive? Do you walk? Spot and stock, uh, Quad? What do you do?
2: I would walk. I mean, if, if I was trying to, if I was taking someone out and they're like, I don't know, they didn't have any time to hunt and they really wanted to get a grouse, like the most efficient thing to do would be quad around. Quad around yeah. some trails until you see something, and and, and there you go, right? Um, but if I want to enjoy it, like if I'm going to take my boy, I'm walking. I'm going to walk, and I'm going to look, and we're both going to be looking. And it's mostly going to be armed hiking, but yeah, you will. We will see. It, like, if if we go out uh, twice, we'll see a grouse. So that's that's okay. good enough, I think. Uh, that uh, it's not like deer hunting where it's like you could go out like
0: five, six times and not see a deer, right? Yeah, so. In my case, it really depends on the area. If I am hunting my family's homestead firm, um, I will drive through the field back to the the back part of the property, and there are trails there, and uh, you can't drive the truck through them. So you get out and you walk the trails, and it's not a whole lot of property. So Mm -hmm. you're walking less than an hour, and you're done that region. You're back in the truck and going somewhere else. If I'm hunting my old stomping ground when I lived in that region, um, there's a road I can drive. Mm-hmm. And then there's a spot I can park and there's trails I can walk. When Muffin and I go, we leave the region. We head to an area known as Riley Brook. We actually go on a piece of property you have to pay to get on. It's it's a private forestry area where there's logging operations going on. There's deer in there and there's lots of small game. And we tag out almost every time. We'll get five birds each, no problem. Um, but we're putting miles on the truck. Mm-hmm. We grab coffee, we grab food, we just sit in the truck and maybe we walk less than 5% of the time. We're almost always just driving the main road, driving a side road. muffin Muffin's truck is a tool. He doesn't care if it gets scratched up. He takes that half ton down, trails that quads would go down. And um, yeah, we cover a lot of ground, but we get a lot of birds. Yeah.
2: See, um, I walk a lot. Uh, rabbits, uh, what do you do for those? Do you have a particular spot that you go to? or
0: The most success we ever had was on his father's property just across from his house. Typically, though, um, a rabbit is an opportunistic thing. You're hunting g- birds and you see a bunny. Mm-hmm. And these last few years, rabbits have been in, de- in, a, in a decline. I've gone probably three seasons now and seen one in a hunter's hand, and then that's it, none at all. There are other years where when I was living in Beldoom, I would walk up the road and then drive out at dusk and still legal hunting light but like it's time to go to the woods because by the time you get out it's going to be dark mm-hmm. and i'd get a couple of bunnies that way every time yeah
2: i've got a spot on my parents farm where i know there's like a ton of rabbit and I'll, i i can go there and
0: guarantee a rabbit in an hour of hunting wow yeah the last time it was it was uh, december no snow yet but they turn color based on the amount of sunlight Right. not not whether or not there's snow on the ground the days mm-hmm. get shorter it triggers the hormone they change their fur from brown to white when this occurs anything white on the forest floor is either a piece of white birch bark or a bunny and it doesn't take long to figure out which is which so it's, it's almost like shooting fish in a barrel we were out of the truck 32 seconds when we shot our first rabbit that day <laughs> and it was like I need to put these rabbits down we were tagged out three of us and shooting them with 17 HMRs just so much fun yeah
2: yeah that's but that, if if you can catch them at the at the time where they're white and and the surrounding area not well sucks to be them it sucks to be them <laughs> you are yep.
0: gonna be getting a whole bunch nature screwed you today, my friend sorry Peter mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah
2: but yeah, I mean I, I I just i I really enjoy the like ease of armed hiking that it is and if you get something fantastic if you don't whatever, and I like uh first small game hunting specifically. I like that it's uh, it's very approachable. So if I am taking someone hunting for their for their first time, that's what I'll do. Small game hunting, um, mm-hmm. and when I clean the grouse, I'll typically ask them if they're okay to see something a little bit gory. And if they're not, I'll say, "Turn around, I am going to do something weird here," and uh, you know, doing the step on the wings thing with them, right? Some pe- some so- people don't like it. Some people don't want to see that because it's it's a it's an odd thing to do.
0: But then you Go do to- it up, and then you show them afterwards, and they're like,
2: "Oh." cool i guess
0: go to mcclatchy's youtube channel and there is an instructional video there by me on how to clean a grouse and a rabbit that goes back holy god almost 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 eight years like it was when matthew and i first met we're first hanging out Mm -hmm. um so i showed how to clean the grouse by stepping on the wings and then the the, yeah the rabbit is pretty good too did you do the Um, the squeeze on the rabbit did i I do the what now the squeeze no, I didn't do the squeeze There
2: no. is uh there's a method where you grab them around the rib cage and squeeze it so the guts are all in the bottom there, put it yep. against your thigh, and then push down on it, and everything comes out the rear end. What? <laughs> it's uh it's called sure the
0: squeeze. I'm
1: sweetness. sure
2: there's a video of this somewhere. Yeah, yeah, there's videos on it. And it it's it looks like it's almost too simple. This would be like if you were in a survival situation and you want to eat. Everything. That's what you do because you do that squeeze, and then you've still got everything on the inside. It's all good now. It's all basically cleaned out.
0: Whatever, man. I eat no rabbit lungs or heart. I ain't doing it. Okay. So, anyways, uh, yeah. You'd starve to death on rabbit anyway. It's just it's, it's so, so lean. lean. Yeah, there's yeah. no fat in there.
2: You'd have to eat no. the heart, and ling- lungs, and liver, and all that kind of stuff to get the fat out of the
1: rabbit.
0: Yeah, no choice,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah so. eyeballs and. Uh, <laughs> okay. Shall I continue? No.
0: <laughs> no. okay. Uh, Are we good
2: on uh, small game hunting?
0: I think so. Um but uh, first uh, Kel- I gonna ask, Ke- yeah. I was going to go ahead what? Kelly.
1: No, good. You were talking, I was
0: going to so. ask you if you've ever done any small game hunting. Uh,
1: no, no, or, no, I haven't. But I wanted to ask you guys, so if you're going to go and do small game hunting, which one would you suggest somebody if they were going to go for the first time? Shoot, do go do. You yeah, know, whatever uh,
0: areas in the in the area. Yeah, just don't worry about the speed. Typically, they're all covered on the same license anyway, Kelly. Okay. So again, you, we don't necessarily say we're small, we're grouse hunting or we're rabbit hunting. I mean, we're, right. we're game. You bird. know, yeah. So, what game. do you?
1: So, what is your favorite thing to to hunt then? If a uh, grouse um, tastes okay.
2: better, like rabbit is rabbit is a, a lean, should. stringy meat. It's not fantastic. Grouse is great. You like, I can shoot a grouse in the morning uh, on a morning hunt, bring it back, and everyone's like, "Yes, I will eat that." But if you shoot a rabbit, people, <laughs> it's like, "Oh, what am I gonna do with this thing?" Kelly,
1: I um,
0: turn, the, turn the rabbit into a stew, cook it in the slow rabbit cooker, yep. and it stinks the house up so bad that I used to have to cook it in the basement.
1: Yep. Yeah, so, it does have a li- yeah it Strong has a smell, smell yeah. It. So, yeah.
0: Um, I, you know, but if I had to pick one, Kelly, I think I prefer actually hunting the rabbits over the gr- grouse.
1: Right.
0: Um, they don't fly away. <laughs> <laughs> and typically... What uh, is that. They'll they'll take off on the run, but they won't go far before they stop again.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can re so. you can refine that grouse as long as you didn't flush that it rabbit. too bad. Oh, sorry, yeah. the rabbit. Yeah, yeah. You could refine grouse too. I, I oh like, yeah. Whenever yeah, I bump can. into them and they leave, it's like as long as you can see where they're going, you'd be like twenty meters that way.
0: Cool. They're stupid. Yeah. They're so stupid, Kelly. It's like you're walking along, you're mind your business, and they talk to you. They're like, "Hey, dude, I'm over here." like they start talking it's yeah like, dude if you just if you just shut your mouth i would have walked right by you and not move because
2: yep. so, sometimes i've been uh i've been just taking a taking a leak out, out in the bush taking a leak and all of a sudden you hear beep, 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 and yep. so, i see something moving it's like well you could just stay still it would have been fine yeah <laughs>
0: <Yep>. <laughs> yeah and that happened to me and muffin i we pulled the truck over i got out for a leak took a shotgun and good thing i did because there he was <laughs> right I where I was about on. yeah so yeah Okay. Would yeah. you now, Kelly? Would you? Would you uh, go uh, small game hunting? Is that something you would give a try to?
1: Mm, maybe.
0: Maybe. Would you, I think would so. You give the rabbit a squeeze.
1: No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Not squeezing the Sherman or the rabbit.
1: Yeah. Now, so you you know. got.
0: You have no. I know. We know you're an animal lover. I'm not trying to say that you're hung up on anything here. also,
1: I like steak, man.
0: Right? Yeah. You're an animal lover, but <laughs> I'm not a hypocrite. Okay. What? Yeah,
1: yes
0: Yeah. So you don't mind us hunting? You eat meat? You're just not so sure if you want to do it.
1: Yeah. You know. Yeah. It is what it is.
0: That's right. There's nothing wrong with it.
2: Yeah. Have you ever uh butchered chickens before?
1: Who are you talking to? Me or yeah, Trevor? You, Kelly. Like, uh, you know, live chickens? Yeah, like a
2: farm or something like that. No. No, Uh,
1: no. I'm a city girl. Mm. Ish. I'm city-ish. Although, although, (laughs) so I live in the city. I'm living in the suburbs. My neighbor that I share a fence with at the back has backyard chickens, right? Oh,
2: yeah.
1: Yeah, just got them. I hear them all the time. Anyways, last night there was something in in with chickens. Oh, really? Not good? Yeah so um, yeah maybe if I'm hungry enough I will go and get a chicken anyways (laughs) I did just kidding
0: (laughs) did I I show this off yet? no I was hearing some clinking but go ahead this is my new Kui 28 gauge the last gauge I needed to complete the basic level of collection of the
1: 84's basic so what are we going to now what's the super duper edition
0: all right, so it turns out there's a ton of variants, right? Right. There's the Kui the 84, then there's the Kui 84 that actually has Winchester on it. Typically, right. the Winchester is the name that's only on the 840, but there's a transition period of guns that have Kui and Winchester, but are still 84s.
1: Right. Well,
0: I discovered something else.
1: <laughs> what did you discover?
0: All of my Kui's have Kui on the left hand side of the receiver and. HW Cooey Machine and Arms Company, made in Coburg, Ontario, on the right side of the receiver. All of them, except for my first Cooey, my 12-gauge 84. For reasons unbeknownst to me, Cooey is on the left side, and HW Cooey Machine Arms Company Limited, Coburg, Ontario, is on the left side. The engravings on the receiver on are opposite to all my other Cooey's. Did this happen one year? Did this happen just oh, on the 12 gauge? Right? Like oh, the variant wow. they don't
1: stop. So, you
0: know what? I don't, what you I don't have. think this is worth collecting.
1: You know what you have? <laughs> what, Kelly?
0: What, what do have, I have?
1: You have cooey fever, don't you?
0: Cooey uh, fever. Like fever. It. It's yeah. much like cat scratch fever, but cooey yeah. fever. So, cooey
1: so fever, yeah.
0: Um, I need to clean this barrel to determine if this is pitting or if this is just a dirty barrel. Because if it's pitting, I'm a little disappointed with how much I paid for it. Now, I can't give the guy negative feedback because everything else, the communication was good, the packaging was good, the time shipped was good. Um, And the item is, as described in all other contexts, shows shows use, shows wear. You know, it's an old gun, um, and it has been around. So there are dings on the outside of the barrel that I were aware, I was aware of and stuff. Now, all that being said, if the description had said that there was pitting in the barrel for the price I paid, it would have passed on it and waited for another one. He has at least two other ones that are in insane condition. Mm-hmm. He's got one that he claims is unfired and mint, and uh, I'd really like to own it, especially considering that the 28 gauge is the rarest so to have a 28 gauge that's unfired, I, I I would like that very much. So anyway, now I have all the basic gauges. I have a 12, a 20, a 16, a 28, and a 410.
2: I mean, they're guns, so like that's cool and all, but this is kind of like listening to someone talk about collecting, uh, I don't know, like Warhammer, those little
0: figurines or something like that. No it's, like got, that. Like... no, it's nothing like that. No, it's nothing like that. Don't be a douche. It's nothing like that. Oh, but These it's are... fun these are, these are uh, affordable Canadian firearms. They're part of our culture and our heritage. They don't make them anymore. They deserve to be recognized and respected for what they are. I know that they're not considered a high-end firearm. They never were. And that's fine. But, you know, they are Canadian-made and uh, don't take up a lot of space or a lot of money.
2: How's the, how's the weight difference uh, between the 28-gauge the and a 410 on, on the, the shotgun t- itself? Is it is it like uh, like pretty comparable? Because I love four four ten single shots are super cool and just in terms of how light and uh, pointable they are. It feels like you're like you've got all the weight in the back and there's like nothing up front. So just to move them mm-hmm. around, it's super quick. How's the how's the difference?
0: Very noticeable between the four ten and the twenty eight. Very noticeable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Yep, There's no qu- there's no question that you can tell the difference. I mean, the barrel is two inches longer and uh, it's definitely thicker and heavier at the chamber. The weight is. Obviously, as you said, all in the back. Mm-hmm. You know, so Which even would you though rather chain... carry in the bush, the twenty-eight or the four ten. For the um, well, I mean, you want to carry the lightest thing possible, always, I guess. A four so, barrel looks quite a bit smaller. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to shooting this and carrying this four ten as well. It's in excellent condition. I bought it from Joey the Shark, and
1: <laughs> you're uh, still calling him Joey the Shark. It doesn't. It's it's it's. It did, you get, did you give him his money back, or did you he, give him his gun?
0: I got all my knees and my thumbs, don't I? (laughs) Right? So, I mean, clearly the the man got paid, yeah.
1: Yeah, Give gave him the money back. All right.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the first one on my list of people to pay this morning. Cool. Yep. Yeah, all right. Thanks for that. My Kui Kui collection is kind of done. Kind of? Well, when I initially set out to do this, Kelly, I've met that number. I got all the 84s in all the gauges. But I'm a completist. And not well,
1: you're something <laughs>
0: and uh, they're variant. there listen I used to collect spider-man comic books and I you know I had the issue that came out and then I had all the special variant um, covers for that for that issue as well if there were variants right mm-hmm so
1: it's Where you, okay so where's your comic books now
0: uh, with my uh, nephew slash uh, yeah my nephew yeah, he better still have them <laughs> He's at Effects now. I gave them to him a long time ago. I don't know okay. if he. Uh, a lot of them are still sealed in the package too, by the way. So,
1: mm. cool. So why were we talking about comic books?
0: because um, I'm a completist. Time to move on.
2: Got to move on. YouTube listener feedback. Do we got any? Oof.
0: Well, there's just been a ton of comments from Joel. Um, yeah. uh, commenting on my comments about his match. Like you said, and... you're never allowed at one ever again. I think that he. Did you see that one? I did see that one. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. fair. I was, I mean, uh, you know, I did pick on his match. I was pretty brutal and stuff, so. <laughs> I don't deserve uh, no, to go back. Like... So, um, I don't know. There's, there's
2: just a ton, man, but.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: I, Brian was saying that grouse requires an upland game bird license in Manitoba. In Manitoba. Rabbit Manitoba. and here don't require anything. That's the yeah. same thing as upland. Oh, wow.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. Huh. Oh, you know what another upland species that we have here is, but requires migratory, is woodcock. First time i saw a woodcock i didn't know what the heck it was so i went and got my mig- my migratory and i popped one and uh i don't ever want to eat one again
1: <laughs>
0: Okay. <laughs> i think you find with a lot of uh a lot of weirder birds
2: like some of them it's like oh yeah i've never heard of this but i guess i can hunt it you hunt it and try ding it it's like oh
1: like
2: that's, dove. What don't, that's what i don't hear about it oh there's so many yeah. like uh yeah animals like that where where you got to you got to do some Steve Ranella like super chef stuff just Price? to make it edible.
0: <laughs> yeah. I yeah. don't know if, uh, yeah, if dove, if he can even hunt it here, but it's here and people have eaten it.
2: Yeah. Well, they- like even, um, uh, squirrel sometimes you shoot a squirrel and a lot, most of them have fleas. Most of them have a ton of fleas on them. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah. I gotta deal with that. It's no fun. Okay. All right, let's move on to Listener Feedback. Listener Feedback yes, is sponsored by Armory DC Gunsmith. Armory DC Gunsmith is a full-service gunsmith who specializes in firearms refinishing. He offers hot bluing, parkerizing, and cerakote finishes, as well as wood refinishing. Check out his online inventory of new-used new guns, firearms, accessories, optics, and more at dcgunsmith.ca. And check him out on Instagram and Facebook as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, first one. Do you want to take this one, Kelly?
1: Okay, this one's from Ronnie. It says, "Well, you might seem uh, to some that this is a conspiracy theory. To those of us that spent time actually listening to our grandparents that fought for our freedom in World War II, it's not—not not even close. Why would a government that has been threatened or physically provoked by a um, by a group of highly vetted citizens wish to take away their lawful, uh, lawfully obtained?" Um, property
2: yeah not not been threatened so they haven't the the government has been threatened so why are they taking away the property yep
1: actually i can't see this sorry do you want to read it
2: and sell it to the ignorant that removing firearms from a non-criminal group of citizens would prevent criminals from obtaining and using firearms there's no statistical reason to bear such treatment this cannot be refuted stats canada rcmp data do not support such an action It's idiocy to think that uh, taking firearms from law-abiding citizens would translate into criminals not using firearms anymore. I'm ashamed to say the least. My grandfather and his buddies did not spend their use and, in many cases, their lives to overturn such tyranny to simply let it happen again. When the Mm. liberals introduced the Long Gun Registry, my grandfather warned me. And that is from Ronnie. Yeah.
0: Oh, Ronnie's right. And, and, you know, a nicer version of what I said before was, okay, my neighbor has too many kids, so I'm going to get a vasectomy. Mm-hmm. It doesn't doesn't work like that. My vasectomy will not stop his wife from getting pregnant.
1: Well, well it depends on how <laughs> <with her>.
0: Yeah. <laughs> hey, Your logic has fallen down.
1: <laughs> moving on. Moving on.
2: <laughs> Got the commercial. We don't have commercials. <laughs> right. Go to the next email. Quick. Trevor, <laughs> do you want yeah. to take the, uh, this next one from Rod.
0: All right. Rod says this article means mentions 600 million to buy back 250,000 units. More accurate term would be compensate expropriation. Uh, and then there's a link to a um CBC article Bill Blair who served as the government's point man on gun control said there are about 250,000 of these of the weapons now legally owned well, i like how he you know mentions legally owned with an average value of about $1500 each the buyback program is expected to cost between 400 and 600 million dollars he said
1: yeah we're Again, expecting it to be more than that if that's going to be happening. And also, does you know, really depends non-gun owners know that this is going to cost them that much, and where the money is coming from?
0: And, and there's the that's just ARs. If they go after all detachable box-fed magazines, it's
1: going to be in the billions. No,
2: AR. There's seventy-three thousand ARs. Seventy-three thousand ARs in country, not two hundred fifty thousand. Two hundred fifty thousand is some other made-up number that they don't really understand uh, how many of them there are they could be talking about uh, semi-automatic box... No, they could even could, you couldn't even do semi-automatic box-fed because there's way more than that. Yep. Hmm. Yeah, it, it, it's really hard to tell how many are going to be affected because the Liberal government has not been forthcoming in what definition they're going to go with, uh, whether it's going to be semi-automatic box-fed centerfire, semi-automatic box-fed, or... Well, they're waiting until they get elected. Right.
0: Basically. Right, Kelly.
1: And then yeah. they're waiting until they get elected to tell the uh, citizens of Canada how much it's going to cost them. Yeah, well, they
0: probably won't to, tell to them buy the, the, the guns from the people
2: who didn't do anything wrong.
1: Exactly, it's more
2: normal just to to like a, a typical liberal thing is just to spend the money and then figure it out later. That's yeah. that's right. what like the the gun registry. It was like well, it's going to be revenue neutral, <clears throat> two billion dollars later, which <laughs> <Yep. laughs> actually it wasn't very revenue neutral. Whoops, and sorry, <laughs> we got
1: rid of it because guess what? It doesn't work. It's not yeah. working. Yeah, exactly. So
2: so yeah, I think I think right now the the. The right thing to do is um, vote early, vote often, and encourage your friends and family to do the same.
1: Vote early, vote often? (laughs) (laughs) How many dead people are you voting for? (laughs) Vote for Tammany.
2: Uh, Vote for Tammany. Uh, All right. uh, If you'd like to email the show, send an email to slamfireradio at Uh, gmail.com. We don't have any podcast app reviews this week. Uh, Shout-outs, Trevor.
0: Yeah, to um, Joel, of course, and his whole team for the awesome job they did with the Everything But air match. Um, to my squad, I met some cool guys in my squad that I had never shot with before, never met before. Peter was an outstanding RO. Um, Jason, Alex, I don't remember everybody's name. Uh, Sean Newman, a bunch of cool guys. Had a, had a lot of fun shooting with them. And, um, of course, to the Losers Club Whose company I enjoyed all weekend.
1: Losers' club.
0: Yeah, so there's a Facebook conversation between Marcel, Filthy, Ben, uh, Justin, possibilita.
1: I, I heard that that your little kiss on the arm there is from Pospolita.
0: It is from Pospi, So, mm. So anyway, I nicknamed our conversation the Losers Club because I was supposed to go see It Chapter 2 that day, which unfortunately I never got to see. Not because I chickened out. It just it was a bad yeah, timing thing. I didn't. Still playing in Bath. There's Michael next week. Anyway, <laughs> so I nicknamed our conversation the Losers Club, and then we were all going to Marcel's for a barbecue after our range day. And he okay. said, don't worry, you can't miss the place. There'll be a sign. So he took a white piece of Corgé plastic, put it at the end of his driveway, and in uh, camo duct tape wrote loser, meeting of the Losers Club. It was, it was really cool. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. yeah, so to the Losers Club. I can't wait to see you guys all tomorrow morning. Kelly? any? Uh... Uh,
1: I just want to say thank you to our listeners, viewers, everybody that was on tonight. Just because, you know what? We're slamfire Radio. And we moved it <laughs> one sorry. day. And then we were going to do it earlier and then later. And then we were going to do it earlier again. And then we are doing it later. And things and didn't our, work out. video thing failed. Video <laughs> and all that. So I just wanted to say thank you to those of you who hung in there and you know, continue to watch with us. Or watch us. Because you guys deserve medals. Really, you do. <laughs> one
0: more. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's moose season in New Brunswick. And shout out to Muffin and his crew. They just bagged their moose. They did. Yeah. So it's down to the eleventh hour. So, I mean, they didn't. They got it. You know, today I think at some point there. So they they're
1: not out there right now in the dark. You mean
0: moose hunting? They're they're getting it registered.
1: Right. So lots of work. uh, Now the
0: work begins. Yeah. Exactly. Now Alain fingers. They Mm -hmm. shot their moose at seven o five, in the morning on the first day.
1: Yeah, I saw that. Very nice. Yep.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, moose hunting is cutting into the drinking, you see. So the sooner you on you the get, first day. Yeah, kill that bastard yeah. right away, and then get on the liquor for the rest of the week. That's the yeah, way to do you're it. You're good to <laughs> go. Yep. No more waking up early. Beautiful. You book,
1: you book the days off of work, right?
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. Nobody now says you, you got to spend it hunting.
1: Exactly. Do it the first day. Have some drinks, you know. Yep. Get up, make bacon and eggs yep. for everybody. Relax, uh, have a coffee. Content. Yep. Right.
0: Yep. Eat some Eat some, some. Uh, moose tenderloin that you cut out before you took it to town to get it uh, registered and dry, you know. Well, I don't think you're allowed to cut those out first. But anyway, before you take yeah. it to the butcher shop, the boys usually have a little camp meat, I imagine. I'm not sure how the legalities work on that, so I'm just going to shut we, up. Yeah, we won't talk about that. <laughs> Sweet. All right. All right.
2: Uh, I got some shout outs to uh, the uh, guys who are again helping out with the ladies uh, the ladies day at Chaz I oh, think it's yeah. going to be good 60 people mm. we got some really good advertising really good word out and uh, that's because a lot of people helped promote it and and put it in a lot of places so
1: and that's how it works and that's how so it works so congratulations Looking forward
2: to it oh I just wish it I wish the weather was better tomorrow because to have this many people register is like oh man yeah. this would be huge
1: you know you might not you might get more people than you think
2: I still think there's, cause a lot of them registered in this last week here and they know what it's going to be on what Saturday. They, it,
1: okay. You know what? They're Canadians. They live in Edmonton. Mm-hmm. The, it's September. <laughs> they expect this. Maybe. Yep. They're used to it. They're hardy women. They're Canadian folk.
0: You know, <laughs> fall is my favorite week in Alberta. <laughs> Basically.
1: Yeah. Doesn't that actually happen in August.
0: Uh,
2: well, no, we had fall like two weeks ago and now it's like, now it's snowing. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: That blows my mind.
1: Cool. I remember when I moved to Alberta and it snowed in August. I hated it. Like, Special. okay. Anyways. Yeah. Yep.
0: We're,
2: uh, we're, done with yeah that. we're
0: getting long here. Uh,
2: <laughs> Patreon support us by going to patreon.com slash slam fire radio. And we'll send you a patch. If you haven't got a patch, uh, email us and we'll send else. you one. I, I am caught up. I am caught up with patches
1: <laughs> you say that with authority
2: oh it's 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 mostly uh, a bluff oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> but when you have a con- you know with you conviction, say it, with con- conviction yeah. Yeah. it means you know what i'm i believe this <laughs> but if you have not received your patch and your swag and all that then email us because adriel's email, not cut up
2: attention adriel yeah
1: <laughs> See, adriel
2: and make sure you put your address in there because some people are like i didn't get my patch And I look and I'm like, you didn't send us your address.
1: (laughs) How am I supposed to do this? You just sent the email. You need to send me your patch. I'm a patron. You want (laughs) to give us your
2: address too? Yeah. Cool. Uh, Support the show by visiting our website and clicking on the links to Capellas. Join the CCFR, especially now, because uh, if not, we're going to be hurting here in a couple of weeks.
1: Hashtag Uh, Integrity Tour.
2: Hashtag Integrity Tour. Check us out on Gunners of Canada. Like us on Facebook. And uh, we'll see you next week